Hi guys, welcome to the PlayStation Access podcast, the official podcast of PlayStation UK. You're listening to episode 3 of season 1, where we're diving into the dark realm of horror games, taking a few segue segues, and indulging in a whole lot of crappy toilet humour. Over this season, you can expect an introduction and deeper look at all things access. So settle in for some cosy conversation from our world of PlayStation. Well, I mean, if you count cosy and creepy as interchangeable for this episode at least. Let's get to the horror. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the PlayStation Access Podcast. I am your host, Spooky Ash, joined by Resident Evil. Resident Evil. Oh, goodness. God. I don't know why. I'm the sequel. Also joined by Brave Dave. Oh, yes. Hello. That's me. And also Rob the Unfazed. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Still on holiday there, I see. (laughs) So yes, Yes. Rob is back. We're a full house today, which is great because it's a haunted house. A haunted house of horrors. Because we're finally talking about horror video games. It's episode three, Ash. It's episode three. (laughs) Finally. God. (laughs) So we started this podcast so we could do the horror episode. Um, But it's it's halfway to Halloween this month. Oh God, is it? Yeah. I'm just doing the maths. I don't care. I can't count for yeah. fear. Yeah. Okay. Five, ten. Oh. Uh. <laughs> five, ten. Yeah. Five for May. Ten for October. Wait, it's six. No, it's April still. It's the thirtieth of April when this comes out. Oh. Well, we are. I think we are closer to next Halloween than we are from previous Halloween already, aren't mm. we? Oh my God! Stop ruining my fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this is going to be an episode on horror games, which we'll get into later in our main feature. So just to introduce you guys to the podcast, we are the PlayStation Access crew from YouTube. This is episode three, and this season is all about PlayStation Access, kind of getting to know us. It's season one. We're on the air, (laughs) chatting, talking, having fun. So a preview of what this episode will be. We've got a What's New section, which is a small look at interesting news from PlayStation and our lives a little bit today as well. Looking at you, Rosie. Oh. Not, oh. Our, not our lives. <laughs> no. Rosie's yeah, you yeah. two are going to sit there and listen to our wonderful lives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite used to that, I think. Yeah. Well, we'll then go on to the main feature, which is a look at horror games, which is an integral pillar of PlayStation access, as much as Dave is looking like he's shivering in the corner. Integral? It is. It is. I think it's a big part of all of our experiences on the channel, but we'll go into that later. We also have a comments of the week section where we do community highlights from the hashtag PodSquad. 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 And then we've got a before we go moment where we look at some coverage outside of gaming as well. So let's begin. So, guys, what's new? <laughs> we did the little audio bits, Ash, so you don't have to do that anymore. I just like it. I just yeah. like it. I like that the feeling of this section is what's new? Because <laughs> it does feel like that. It, it does. does. It well, does. what's new with you? I mean, are we going straight into what's new with you two? Yes, because it's the horror episode. And also because it's just timed very nicely with what, uh, with what we've been doing recently. Almost if it's planned. Almost, almost. You planned this, Ash? I, di- I wrote it down on the A4 piece of paper. And here we are. And here we are. So we're here to talk about our trip to Malmo, Sweden, where we played Vampire the Masquerade 
played Blood Hunt on PS5, which came out this week on the 27th of April, Wednesday. You can see a stream on the channel. You can see a lovely little video on the channel, a short that me and Rosie made. But we're just going to talk about it as well because it was our first proper press trip since... You know, all the business. All, all, the, business. The, all the business. Yeah. Well, it was Quite your first business. press trip with Access as yeah. well, Ash. Yeah, I was very excited. It it's like been... you had a very fun time. It I does. enjoyed the, there's a little YouTube short yes. that you've made as well, which I enjoyed. Oh, yeah. thank you. We had a lot of fun making it and like yeah. just putting it together. It was something new we've never really, or at least Ash and I haven't done on the channel before. So literally we just filmed everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. What, what did you fun. get up to? What, what was the trip like? So, like, the, the, the essence of the trip was to go to Shark Mob Studio, where we take a look around their development studios. They show us around their mocap facilities and their photogrammetry studio. Oh, cool. Ooh, very fancy. <laughs> uh, and as well, we get to play a couple of hours of Blood Hunt before it released on Wednesday. And it was such good fun. Like, mm. it was just everything was so nice. The development team was so nice. Oh, and they were the best. They were yeah. so cool. They took us out for food. They kind of let us play with everything. Like, we were just picking everything up. Like, what's this? Show us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we got into the scanner machine where they like put actors' faces in. There's all these clips in the short that you'll see, which we'll kind of explain a bit more. But yeah, Rosie, it was just like it was just like going and seeing what's up, wasn't it? Like yeah, behind it was the really scenes, good. like we had a full-on little tour of the studio. Not everything we could have filmed. Obviously, there are some things which are super private and secret. But they still they showed us around, so our eyes have seen it. Uh, like, <laughs> oh, oh, thank God. Okay, good. As long as your eyes have seen it. Did your brain then, see it as well? No, it didn't. They were like, <clears throat> they could have just been like, oh, no, this is a forbidden area and we're not going in there today. But they fully were like, you know, we saw people just working away and they were all super nice. If anyone looked through the glass, they were like, hello. And then we had a little quick wave, but without yeah. disturbing their work, of course. Of course. Um, I was pressed up with my nose against the yeah, glass. I was I've say. seen the short. I've seen the short. <laughs> I've seen you too. Well, we were there with other journalists and uh, they were all you know, talking in the little cafe area of the mocap studio. <laughs> and I was like, hey, we've got this big empty space. So we were like, should we just do a bit of filming and just to show how big this space is? And then one of the members of Shark Mob, uh, she was a gem and was like, oh, do you want me to film you? And we're like, mm, yes, please, in my phone. <laughs> um, and then we we didn't even plan it. We, she just angled it and then we just ran in and both just were pretending to be planes. Yeah, it's great. So what? What? So that was the cafe? No. So, well, no, so the big space was where they did the mocap stuff. So that's where they had the actor in the suit and they had the like the shoulder camera to move things around. And was that for cutscenes or was that for like just in game animations and stuff? Do you yeah, know? so they're like they did all of, like their animations by getting them that way. Like as in they made like a virtual reality that they can see the the actor in and yeah. kind of plan out movements. They also um put in a skateboard that he was doing tricks on. I saw the skateboard, that yeah. was really cool. It was so good. They did a little um piece of taxi driver as well. Like there's a there's a image of Travis Bickle's mouth just going bam, bam, bam. Yeah. But like he did uh, he did like an actual scene where he's like, you, you and me. I've got the line. Is it <laughs> you and to me? You talking to me? <laughs> Uh, is that a very famous line? You, me. you and me, mirror boy. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was really nice to get kind of a look at how the vampire sausage is made. Yeah. Um, which I guess would be like maybe a, a, a black pudding. Yeah, a blood sausage. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But I like, I quite like black pudding. Ugh. Does that make me, do I have vampire tendencies? Is well, it? Maybe it, we're learning something new about you in this horror podcast. You are uh, actually... Uh, maybe that could be a question. Like, if we were a monster, who would we be? And you are now going to be a vampire. 
Okay. Cause, cause well, sometimes I'd have to think of one. Yeah, that's fine. I'll be a vampire. I'll take it. <laughs> Although I actually really do like a nice sleep. Yeah. And not mm. much. Not much of a night owl. Also, not much of a morning person. How do you feel about garlic? I love it. Oh, I'm not a vampire. Really not a vampire. Okay. Oh well, it was a good guess. I don't know what else you could be. Maybe a zombie. Do you have beating heart? Mm. Or you just say. you're just a unique vampire. Yeah. Who okay. Ca- who would campaign for garlic? Yeah, but what if garlic's it... not that bad? <laughs> garlic's actually nice. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone um, should stop being so mean about garlic, and you'd be, you know, you'd lead a, you'd lead a, a big political movement in the I, vampire world. If I do, I'm gonna my my chant's gonna rhyme. Just so you know, I think that's where you fell down. You you, I was almost with you. I liked the message, but then I wanted a rhyme. What to bring rhymes it together. with garlic though? No, but garlic. You said something about garlic. garlic's really nice. And then yes. I, that's where we, I was going to rhyme with nice or something. I'm trying to think of other garlic rhymes. Dalek. Uh, uh, I can only think of lick. So, yeah, salt lick, like a horse. Meh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, g- g- uh, no. <laughs> Nothing rhymes with garlic. <laughs> Literally, Dalek is the only word. You'd have to be a Dalek. That's barely a word to eat garlic. I'm looking forward to hearing this campaign about garlic and Daleks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah buy, sure. a, buy a, a new vampire. Please let us know with the hashtag pod squad what words rhyme with garlic. <laughs> <laughs> we really need the help. We do need the help. Uh, but we also obviously got to look at the game itself. So me and Rosie pay, played a few games of the solo hunt, which is the blood hunt on your own, where it's like a battle royale. You all fight it out to the death to be the last person standing. And we also played trios, which is the same, but in groups. Um, now, Vampire the Masquerade Blood Hunt is a free-to-play vampire battle royale set in the streets of Prague, which they have actually like photogrammetried into the game. Like they've been to the the city, got the the landmarks and the images of, mm. of famous buildings, and put them into this setting, and then kind of given it a magical realism feel, where they've played with it and made it like as fun as possible. Like there's a giant burning church in the middle of the map. There's all sorts of strange landmarks and color grading that makes each part feel distinct, but it's still like nighttime Prague. That slick, spooky, kind of claustrophobic feeling of a I European. Found the, uh, the red light district, which a member of Shark Mob were like, oh, "You found the red light district." So I was like. Have I? I didn't even know. <laughs> Trust Rosie to find the red light district. I was with a member of the team and they were very, very excited. They're like, yeah, look around, look around. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie, why have you closed your eyes? <laughs> that's that's a funny joke because... <laughs> that's joke. Oh, wow, that's a Thank burn. You, that's a terrible no, burn. That's no, a very funny joke. No, that's a funny joke because that was what Rosie had to do when she was filming specific love scenes for, uh, for PlayStation videos that we've made with... <laughs> Caden from Mass Effect she would play it and then close her eyes she was like I'm not going to look it was just funny why did she have to close her eyes because, because you're embarrassed every, or you didn't no, want spoilers Rosie, Rosie hates Caden yeah no, because, and because every member of the team saw my screen and you know when you're capturing <laughs> she was like I'm and you've got to get a scene everyone just looked at me and judged like oh Rosie what are you doing <laughs> and I was just like I'm not looking at this to prove to you it's for work <laughs> work and I haven't even seen that scene I don't know how it goes <laughs> I've, Rosie, had to, I've had to play it twice and I have no idea how that scene goes. Uh, well, I think you've got an idea of how it goes. Well, I can understand the you concept know. of <laughs> <laughs> Get the general ins and outs. Okay, right. Before this goes any further, I'm going to move on to a far more horrifying topic than vampires drinking blood in the middle of a beautiful Prague, which is great and you should give it a go. 27th of April, so the days have passed. It is 
The 27th of April today upon filming, is it not? It is. Mm. As we're speaking, yes. Wow, there's a little insight. How right our, How our sausage is made. <laughs> uh, but yeah, more horrifying, Bug Snacks. Oh, Comes Lord. this week, no. the Isle of Big Snacks. Yes. I mean, by the time you're listening to this, we'll have already played it on the channel. Yeah. 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 I can't will. believe how excited you are. I about am. It. I actually am. Like, actually, I mean, I can believe it because you love Bug Snacks. But... I'm so Bug Snacks is brilliant. Yeah. Genuinely, it's got the game of the year. Game of the year again. <laughs> like it's another game well, of the this year. year with Isle of Biznacks coming out. The free update, yeah. Game it's of the back. year part two. I'm so excited. Like it, it brings about a whole new island with a biome twice the size of any other in the game. Wow! And gigantic bug snacks roam the lands, such as a creature made of celery, uh, a big bunga royale. Bunga, 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 bunga. I, like I, I do like that they've gone with big snacks. Yeah, I appreciate that. Is can, it? Is it? Do you know? Um, are there? Is it like the same cast? Are your favourite characters back? Yes. I don't know anything about. Yes, Bugsnax. you take Snorpy with you, for example. I think he's the one that they initiates the quest. There's all sorts of fun, and the actual like base game. You can fast travel. You get a mail system. You can also go. You can decorate your house. Yes, go to uh, your hats, bug hats, bug <laughs> hats, bug hats, hat snacks. Yes. Oh, it's so exciting! But you'll have seen our video, hopefully. If not, you can watch a video. Why not pause the podcast now and go and watch it? <laughs> but then come back. And then come back. Uh, but yeah, I'm just excited for that. And so just if anybody didn't know, I love Big Snacks that today. And if you haven't played Bug Snacks, it's the best horror game you'll ever play. And also just best non-horror game you'll ever play. It it, it moulds. It's a chameleon. Is it fr- a free DLC? Yeah, free update. Oh, amazing. I love it when they do that. When they go, do you know what? This game you like, here's a bit more of it. Mm. That's so good. Go have some fun. And on from Bug Snacks, that was just a quick visit to the island, the Isle of Big Snacks. Although talking of big things. Yes, here we go. Right. That was a very good sagu. Thank you. I try. I'm a professional. <laughs> I just don't get why it's called Segway no, when it's written sagu. Like, why write sagu? Why yeah. just not write Segway? I wonder where it's from. Segway. Is it, is it so French? Long, it took me actual years to realise that the word Segway and the letters S-E-G-U-E. We're one of the same thing. Yeah, same here. Say uh, Segu. <laughs> I've never thought of how to spell it, so right now my mind's just no. blown. It shouldn't be pronounced Segway. It's stupid. No. But then who called the vehicle Segway Segway? Someone who got the right idea. I, yeah. I mean, Isn't, that's spelled how that's you That's right. That's spelled, yeah, exactly, phonetically. Yeah. I, I always thought like a Segway, like a Segway into a conversation was spelt like a Segway the, the machine. And then a Segway, the machine was a Sugu. Uh, and they were like, oh, it's branded. But yeah, no, it's just language. Well. Do you know that the inventor of the Segway died on a Segway? Oh. oh. Wait, didn't he go off a cliff? Yeah, off a cliff. Yeah. It might be one of those terrible internet rumours that I'm not going to check, but... I'm not sure if that's true. Please don't I believe think, us if it's not true. I don't think there's any harm in believing it. <laughs> I believe <laughs> it and I'm fine. Wasn't the inventor of the toilet called Thomas Crapper? Yes, yeah. he was. Which yeah, but is a I great think, name. I think he probably had his name before we had the... Uh, the Crapper. Yeah. <laughs> if you see what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> like that's where that comes from. Can you imagine though? Imagine it, but oh, just going, going to the Jackson. <laughs> like... <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, the mailman. Yeah, I mean, I, but he must have been really proud. I mean, it, it's revolutionised the world. Yeah. So maybe he'd be like, "Yeah, don't call it a toilet. 
Call it Thank a crapper. You. Call it a crapper, please. <laughs> I'm proud of what I did. I'm just going to go and work some stuff out on the millman. Like, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Right, anyway, I was segueing yes, uh, over were. to, I was segueing over to big things, as you say, Dave. Rob, I know you're excited for this one. Am I? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you were... I'm excited for this. I'm you... excited for this. Okay, well, jo- <laughs> Josh? <laughs> I was going to say you're joshing me. Okay, well, Rob is the only one that's mildly... Mildly unfazed. excited. Rob is unfazed. Yeah, as you just, said. just not enthused. The rest of us are then for the Horizon Tall Neck. Yeah, uh, Lego, 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 yeah. Lego Tall Neck. Yeah, I really love Lego. That's why I'm into this it. This is the thing. It's like I like the Tall Neck, and I like how it looks when it's when it's finished. But building Lego is just it takes ages as a faff. I said oh. this in the Lego Builder's Journey stream, Dave. I like, you know, it's like flat pack furniture. I like to enjoy it when it's done. It's so funny because I feel the opposite. I like the doing. When I've made the thing, I'm like, oh, now what? You yeah. just look, you get to look at it and it goes on I a shelf I, and it looks nice. I'm not really one for things like that. So I, I like the the making it. I find it quite zen and nice. Mm. And I re- appreciate the design and like how they've put it all together. And I enjoy the doing. And then at the end, I sort of don't know what to do with it. I, I, I And genuinely, if anyone has any ideas, I mean, I imagine where the, the plan is that we're getting a Lego tool neck, right? Yeah we're getting one and we're going to make it so when that's done i guess we can display it which will be nice but i genuine genuinely i generally just don't know what to do with them i don't have anywhere to display lego in my house and uh and but i also don't want to smash them up anyway there that's you go that's the thing i have with like like every time i go into a lego store i absolutely love it and i want all of them but then i just think where am i going to put it once i've built it yeah. i really like what my my mum did when we were kids anytime we like built a lego thing you know, we'd pay for it for a bit. And then when it wasn't touched, it was time to dismantle it, which, you know, was fair. And then she just put all the pieces into massive tubs. And then literally, if we just wanted to build Lego, it was mix mash everything. So, you know, you can then build a car, dismantle it and boom, you can have your fun endlessly that right. way. So that's how I always like, I always like building Lego and then destroying it and then building something else. Someone was telling me that David Beckham's really into building Lego. And <laughs> <laughs> sorry, the way that Rob laughed, like burst out. <laughs> and um, yeah, and I think that he gives it to charity afterwards. Not like it's David Beckham's Lego, but like um, as in, I think there's a website where you can like you make. He likes the making, like me, and then doesn't really have much need for the thing at the end. So he sends it. Why are you laughing at David Beckham enjoying the making? <laughs> me and David. <laughs> David and David. And David, if you're listening, this is great. We could do a duo. <laughs> we could make something. We, we could just make love it. the idea of going into a charity shop and <laughs> this is a David Beckham made Lego statue. <laughs> 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 well, yeah, it would be up for auction. Up next, lot one, 176. It's David Beckham's Millennium Falcon. Um, well, that really died. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming with me on that journey. Uh, Just wanted to see where it goes. Yeah, my point is that no, he, I think there's a website where you can you can send your old Lego and they kind of like rehome it, and it's like a nice thing to what, do. David Beckham does that. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't think he owns the website or anything. He, j- he just th- someone told me David Beckham likes Lego, and then when he's done, he sends it to this website, and yeah, it gets a lot of things that need corroborating Ooh. after this podcast. Just accept that it's true without checking Did any the inventor of the, facts, of the Segway drive a Segway off a cliff? Uh, yeah. Does David Beckham send his built Lego to charity shop? <laughs> did Thomas Crapper invent the toilet? He did. No, he did. I'm ending this now. It's time to move on to the main. Fe- we're having far too much fun. So it's time for the main feature where we're going to get spooky. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. 
welcome to the main feature. <laughs> we really do need to film these. The organ plays in the background <laughs> and a bat flies overhead. <laughs> oh, it's very, very spooky. Very, very spooky. You might wish you were dead. <laughs> Please, it rhymed. Can, can a, a children's TV show... Contact us for that to be the theme tune, please. It gave me such goosebump vibes. Well, I'm glad it did because we're introing not a children's TV show, but childish conversation upon the realm of horror video games. You can tell I'm very excited because I've done a little song. Yeah, well, I'm so She's gassed. Grinning. You Ooh, can't see the grin. There's so many teeth in my mouth. <laughs> it feels, feels wrong. Like I can't believe we're talking about this outside of Halloween. We're sat in a cave underground. Yeah, I know. It's the perfect setting. Yeah, it's the yeah. perfect place. I feel like the crux of this conversation I kind of want to to make about horror games. Why do we keep coming back for more? Because we do. I'd we like do. To know that. I don't know. We absolutely <laughs> do on the channel. Like as in, I feel like, you know, as no matter how many times we get burned by them in like scary ways or like, oh God, I'm very spooked, you will always give another one a go. And I think you especially, Dave. First the first thing I kind of want to ask about it though is what do you think of when I say horror games? Like, what do you think of? What feelings do you have? What games are there? What, like, experience? Are you just like, no, thank you? Or you're like, yes, yes. Come closer. My game. <laughs> <laughs> My game. I'm just, I, I think of a whole bunch of things. Like, if you said horror t- to me, I'd be more, I, I think of it as, like, more interested in how they create the spooky atmosphere and how they create the horror I always like, like, if I play a horror game, I always like seeing what the game's done to spook you, be it like visual design or influence from previous uh, horror titles or, you know, Alien Isolation, the AI being super intelligent and constantly stalking you. So if if you just said horror to me, I would think, I'm interested to see how they're going to spook me. <laughs> I'd like to see more. <laughs> I'd like, like to the see meme. more. <laughs> yes. How they build the world. At least mm. I, I think anyway. I think of uh, gore, which is funny because I'm not really scared of gore, mm. but I always think of horror games of, as, and this is like just what I think when you say horror games, I just think of horror games as leaning into gore quite a lot, which loads and loads and loads of them don't do. But that is the first thing that springs to mind, even though that's not really what really scares me about horror games, I don't think. No, I'm not too worried about gore. How about you, Rob? I think of tense atmosphere and jump scares and... I I really struggle with jump scares and this is probably why I don't play horror games voluntarily that much (laughs) Um, because there's a big difference I think between horror games and horror films you know if you sit and watch a horror film that after two hours it's going to be over (laughs) one way or another like you can sit there and you can just absorb it and you can you know you'll suffer the jump scares but with a game you have to uh, something about being an active participant in it and the whatever's going to trigger the jump scare is dependent on you and i find that incredibly difficult and unnerving and i think that's what scares me most about horror games is that it's dependent on me like the game isn't going to play itself yeah which is why i often just cowardly shy away from them but i think um I don't know if if this is going to tread on a question you're going to ask later ash but i think recently i've come to appreciate maybe a, a different aspect of of horror um and the kind of horror i enjoy is the not jump scare horror yeah. if you know what i mean the kind of interesting worlds 
in which horror games are often set and the themes that the genre of horror allows you to explore mm. that no other genres do um like the the darkness inside humanity that yes. kind of thing yes. i find that very interesting and very compelling um and i often found i often find horror games very compelling resident evil especially mm. um like i'm often fascinated by you know what's happened here yeah why are these people like this <laughs> why have they <laughs> why got is six their arms full of slime <laughs> i don't know mm. um but i often feel compelled to play through those games just mm. to just to experience their story and to see what they have to say about the human condition mm. whilst also being terrified of the next time inevitably yeah. they're going to make me jump out of my skin i do like this because i uh, i know especially rob and dave will go mm, i don't come back to horror games mm, i'm not a horror game fan but i i like this as our theme this week because i do feel like horror as a genre and especially as a video game genre has something that each of us would put very high on our perfect video game list like I know um, Rosie, they are, I, I'm not saying that this is what you would go for specifically, but they are like, they're challenging. They've got action to them. There's lots of different bits and pieces you can figure out. Like a Resident Evil game has so many different ways you can play it and come back to um, and is part of like the retro canon. Like, you know, old horror games are absolutely the best. Like they're so funny and fun. And Dave, I think horror games are puzzles. I always, whenever I think of horror games, I think of puzzles because often you're like running around winding mazes, you're picking up items, you're going to doors and unlocking them, you're figuring out how to escape a tense situation. And I know you don't like being in tense situations, like getting no. out of them. Um, but I feel like, you know, the, the puzzle element of horror is right there for you. And Rob, they're like the, the masters of world building. Like you say, like liking that creeping dread of figuring out what's going on in a weird yeah. world. And sometimes it's not even a game that you would traditionally class as horror like one game that always springs to mind is firewatch like you wouldn't call that a horror game yeah but i remember elements in that certain points in that game where just terrifying. a chill yeah. went yeah. completely down my spine i was like that's terrifying and there's no jump scares in that game it's just a a, a gradually increasing sense of of dread mm. of questioning yourself mm. uh it gets inside your mind that's the kind of horror i really really like yeah for sure like a little slug that creeps i don't on in i there. don't want anything to make me scream yeah but if i you know if it's i love that yeah a, a nice bit of sci-fi cosmic horror as yeah. well oh he's a lovecraft boy is he oh he loves a bit of lovecraft <laughs> the face i got then Woof. um no I, I just think it's such a fantastic genre for experimentation and kind of figuring out what you want from a game and what the genre and the wider games industry as a whole can offer you there's so many strange things that happen in these things that are just fun to experience so i would ask you guys next like would you say that you you actively search out scary experiences or are you put off by them and i think the answer is quite obvious for each of you but it's still still worth asking still worth putting out there well i'll go first because <laughs> it's obvious like yeah I, I hate being scared and i don't like scary experiences but everything that rob said i totally agree with i i, I really like um i really love the world building i really love trying to figure out the mystery i really love the puzzles that you mentioned ash but uh, and so those things, like there is lots of stuff in horror games that I do love. And occasionally those things will be so good that I can survive the scares, you know, that also seem to be, you know, in most horror games. Yeah. <clears throat> like um, Resident Evil 2, which I finished. I just, uh, as much as I found it really scary, um, 
in places i also found it quite funny in places mm. um and i loved the puzzles i loved the world and i loved the mystery of what what the story was mm. so those things like totally pulled me through but actual scares i hate um i i hate jump scares it's funny because rob mentioned jump scares and i realized that actually at most i guess jump scares means out of the blue but what i yeah. really hate is the the um the build up, the build up yeah. to a jump scare, especially because you know then uh, horror. Um, what's a good word for like a horror? Horror crafts people <laughs> use that to trick you into thinking that there's going to be a, a a moment and it doesn't come. Um, I hate all that kind of stuff, and uh, I just think uh, I read actually the other day that. Um, some people this is the interesting thing it's not all people but some people get a little bit of dopamine when they're scared which is a which is a pleasure chemical oh intriguing and <laughs> I think that that explains why a lot of people do like being scared yeah and why I don't I just don't think my body works that way no me neither but it makes I find it really interesting because I, I feel like we are experiencing the same thing like we, we you know people are also horrified it's just they kind of like it whereas I am just horrified. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. why are you enjoying being horrified? We feel almost exactly the same. So anyway, yes, I don't like being scared. Yeah, I, understandably. I thought yeah. I'd say, yeah. in case you didn't know. How about you, Rosie? Would you say if you see you see something that's like scariest game ever made, would you be like, yeah? Yeah, I definitely play it. But like I, I sort of briefly mentioned, I play it more because I'm so interested to see how the game scares you. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is I, I learned this lesson back when I played uh, Resident Evil on the PS1, where it went from my most terrifying experiences as a kid, where like, you know, I kept on pausing it, I couldn't play it. And then when I actually sort of played it, I got comfortable with it. When the hunters appear then it like the way that the game taught me that oh no this is a horror you should be scared and how it made me feel terrified all over again that sort of taught me that yeah like you know it's good to be scared it's good to feel these emotions and so like since that point every time i do play a horror game i'm always like right how are you going to how are you going to spook me what world are you going to create um if the game does say this is the scariest experience ever i'm definitely going to be like Yes. Okay. Let's see. I want. I want to see why people are saying this is the scary experience ever. Um, yeah, it's exciting to try and like figure it out, isn't it? Like, why is it scaring me? Why is it getting under my skin? What like what is it using to do that? What like weird primal monkey brain thing are they tapping into that like? fully sets you off whether it's like loud noises and jump scares that are ingrained from you as a baby or like insects which we are just like i like the brain thing some people's brains are just wired to see insects and freak out like yeah. i like arachnophobia and that sort of thing i yeah. remember it's, it's really this lizard, is one of the things brain. i hate uh like about horror is that is how much i really do want to like a lot of it but i find it too scary and i can't and a a really good example of that linking back to what you just said about like tying back to something in your brain is uh, alien isolation Mm. which i would love to play and i've tried to play it bits and pieces and i just i just i'm not going to be i'm not going to be able to play it and i i wish they would make a mode like soma did where they just get rid of the 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 alien yeah <laughs> the main the main focus of the of the but world I, I remember when rob and i were really lucky to go uh for the preview for its like reveal event to um, oh i remember oh my god to yeah. go and see it um at creative assembly creative assembly um i think they're in guildford or somewhere somewhere around there and um 
they were just showing us basically that they um they wanted to completely their goal was to make the alien something that people would run away from not run toward you know mm. they the mm. last thing they wanted was an enemy where they the player felt empowered and felt like oh i'm supposed to fight it mm. and they i remember they did this demo this like test where they got a bunch of qa testers for the first time and they just put them in like in the game with the with the um alien just to see what would happen and everybody ran away from it and they were like oh we're doing it it's mm. like working and it's that's exactly what you said like the, I, the mechanics i don't know exactly what they did to make you know it's not just the look of the alien because obviously that was already created by um you know by the movie back in back in the day but it was like um it was the way your character looked the things your character had the way the world was built everything they they built everything to give you the sense of you are like weak that Measly. is strong you don't want to fight it and i think it's so clever how games use all kinds of things in our brains and and mechanics in games sounds all kinds of little mm -hmm. stuff uh, little subconscious things little cues to make us feel a certain way i'm fascinated by by that too and and, and yeah it makes me really sad that i can't play a lot of these games mm. that i would love to experience but also would hate to experience yeah. well you're a sound guy as well and like yeah you love some audio i, I like some audio and and horror is like a, oh, the yeah. the different ways it can make you feel something by just a little tinkle on the keys yeah. or yeah. like a a scratchy sound the the foley oh everything in oh, or just like God. a little like atmospheric just room yeah like uh, kind yeah. of sound just like, silence like a, a silence or just like a little hum oh, or silence something. is the most powerful one probably yeah just, yeah just taking the sound away really subtly and slowly until you suddenly realize that there's no sound yeah. and then you're holding your breath and you're just like it what's about to happen mm. something's about to happen oh my god yeah. i hate it i just i love i love the feeling of something is around the corner which i know is weird i know that's a weird thing to say i love thinking it's dopamine ash now oh, we, now you know chase it please <laughs> um I, I love i love sitting there in that moment of tension where i know something's got me by the throat like you know, invisible yeah. um and you know i could go around a corner and a beast will be there or something like really strange and messed up or i've got like one bullet left in my gun and i know i can i know i can headshot something but only if I stay calm enough to do it like that moment of of stress I feel in like I'm, I hit pure serenity because I'm like I'm here I'm at home and um, <laughs> I feel like for me personally being like quite anxious um horror has always been an outlet where all of my worst fears and worries are correct because it's always the worst case scenario it's right. always the most stressful thing whatever you can think of like murphy's law the worst thing that will happen is going to happen yeah i think that's the one more or less yeah um like is is just runs rampant and i feel like it, it's a sense of control like you, you know you can die and come back and try again you can learn trial and error like you can go through the procedurally generated ones which are my favorite because you never know where it's going to come back again mm. and kind of learn and prepare and, and kind of grow with the game as you go that way as well i just ah, oh, there's just a, 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 a sense of joy that comes from it which is the dopamine as i think we've learned <laughs> <laughs> little hit um i think rob for you you were talking about kind of horror moments outside of horror video games as well do you kind of like it when they crop up in normal games? Do yes, you like I do. Yeah? I do like it. I think, as I was saying before, I think there's something very unique about the horror genre and what it allows you to explore about ourselves and the mm. stories that genre can tell. And I think horror as a genre is, is often quite revealing. And it's quite... It's a genre that holds a mirror up mm. to 
the darkness within us. Ooh. I think you were talking then about you know little sounds mm. and these things prompt. I guess, and it'll be different for each person, but the the things they prompt in our imagination and why they scare us. And often I find, I think that's maybe why I don't like the jump scares so much is because they don't feel, they feel separate to me. It feels like there's two types of horror. There's that horror that wants to almost like a theme park ride, yeah. ghost train. Mm. Whoa, ghost yeah. <laughs> scare you. And then there's the the other type of horror that wants you to explore your innermost turmoil. Um, and that's what, I think is is most terrifying. Mm. Um, games like Silent Hill, where a lot of the enemies are, you know, like a manifestation of guilt and grief and loss and sorrow. Um, and each person will then interpret those things in their own specific way in relation to things that have happened to them in their lives. Um, and horror makes you face up to those things that you otherwise might not do or might otherwise not think about yeah. um and i don't <laughs> i don't always enjoy that but um i i appreciate the craft definitely that goes into those mm. things um and yes when they like in firewatch like i i, I also enjoy the sort of pleasurable chill tingle down the spine that you get when mm. like something Ooh, a bit strange, a bit creepy mm. happens. It's, you know, there's a little bit of pleasure in that. Yeah. Um, Can anyone think of any other examples of non-horror games with horror bits in? I think um, something like Elden Ring recently. Ob- yeah. ob- oh, obviously, God, yeah. it's quite spooky. Like, it's a monstrous plane of fantasy realms. I-, I think horror, sci-fi and fantasy all share the same seed. Like, they all come from the same place where it- it's about fantastical worlds where anything is real but this is like the darkest side of that so i feel like obviously they share some dna naturally so there's the scary bits there's moments that are frightening that maybe aren't intended to be but are like overwhelmingly monstrous um but going to the manor with the fingernail hands oh i hate the i only just got there yeah i think uh, like the ones that, that are hanging on from the Zelda yeah. ring we're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so I, like i walked in there and i did a little oh it's spooky like yeah. I, I i fully I, like i i had a big smile on my face so i was like oh my god like there's mist kind of encloaking mm. this this beautifully intricate castle and then as you walk through and kind of explore the grounds and think why is it all abandoned what what could be here you see a little item on the floor and as you go over to it there's these like what you realize are are fingernails and fingertips pointing out of the ground which look like weird little mushrooms oh and i haven't I, I haven't found these and as you go up to pick up the item a hand grabs you and like chokes you a bit and then starts running around and as you run around this area it's full of hands that are climbing up walls that are like down different areas and it's that like absurd strangeness of seeing far too many fingers on a hand detached from a body that's the size of a cow coming after you in this misty dark area yeah i was gonna say the thing i really like about them is that it's something recognizable you know a hand yeah but they've added the element of it being like basically two hands in one yeah so and then yeah. and then the the speed they've added to it as well. So it really does. So it's familiar, but also terrifying. I yeah. mean, it's a horror trope that you know you have like a sometimes a comedy relief little hand that just runs around on the floor. I know mm. Medieval's got one at like the very beginning of the game. There's like a cartoon little zombie hand. It's very Adam's Family in it. Like. Yeah, yeah. So if the, if it was just a hand, I don't think it would be half as creepy and unnerving as it would be with the amount of fingers fingers mm. that it has. 
I, I've I've definitely come across these creatures like just in my game, but I didn't. I I wonder if I'm in the same place, but have arrived from a different <coughs> direction. But um, I see my. It's interesting just how like that, that got you guys excited, and I was just like, oh no, like as in the castle thing. I've, I mean, it's in like this area with bridges, and there are um, like oh, it's the Carrion something Carrion mm. Castle. I think is, yeah. is where I am. And um, as soon as I saw those like hands. I just, I just, I thought like I'm having one go at this and then I'm turning it off. That's how I feel. It's like I can, I can do that one go and then I need a break because it's just like, it's so horrible. It's just so, I it, just makes love me, it. it makes my skin crawl. Mm. I love it. I love seeing how weird things can get. Like I've said before, I just, I love monsters and I love seeing what people's minds come up with when they can have the freedom to like build anything out of anything and what it represents to them or to the wider game. Um, uh, this Returnal is a- and Death Stranding are two games that yes spring to mind for me as well. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't call them horror games, although horror is probably like a subgenre of yeah. those games. Yeah. Um, I think Returnal played, is. You played Death Stranding, definitely quite horrible. I played the first few hours of Death Stranding. I haven't finished it, but like I've met the BTS and done like the carrying the baby through the the areas, and I thought that was very effective. I really like that. I think the whole idea of Returnal is horrible. Just the loop yeah. that, you, mm-hmm. that you can't. Escape. That's a that's a psychological horror game to me. Yeah, like I sure. like I think the the concept of it is 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 awful in the best way because it's it's like soma and your frictional games like amnesia. Oh god, they're all so good. But but right. Rosie, you mentioned the uncanny, like as in the uncanny feeling of things being like familiar and unfamiliar and, and that that kind of balance in horror where you see like a mannequin with no face or, you know, a, a hand with with too many fingers, uh, a person, but you know, their arms are really long, like something that's not mm. not necessarily scary, but you see it and your brain goes, oh, no, <laughs> that's <Yeah>. not right. <laughs> that's a little unusual is so good. We are running long on this section, so I kind of want to, to round it up with what's the most scary? you've been in a game that you can remember or you know a favorite horror experience if not the most scared and what kind of games would you recommend for people who want to try some horror experiences i can start if you guys are like go on you make a start go for it Okay, so um, I think my... Oh, I've written a list of my favourite <laughs> horror games. So um, I recently played Layers of Fear and that was one of my, like, I really, really loved it. I've played a bit of it before and kind of getting the whole experience was something else. I loved it. Like, I, I just want to shout out Layers of Fear again. Soma, one of my favourite horror experiences. I, I really wanted Dave. to play Soma and yeah. I, I did have to play, uh, like, the first hour or something, maybe with this, on a stream or maybe Nathan and I made a video. It was obviously years ago when it mm. came out and I loved the world and I really wanted to explore it more, but yeah. I got scared and so I never went back to it. But then I heard they made this mode where they take away the yeah. enemy or enemies yeah. and then I didn't know what to do because I wasn't sure whether I would be missing out if I played it like that. I think... It's one of those games where the atmosphere and the tension is so well thought out and so built into what you're doing. You don't miss out if you don't have the enemies. The, okay. en- the enemies are there for kind of gameplay sake. Right. Um, without them, it's a walking sim, but it still has all of the existential dread that comes from being in an underwater facility where you're yeah. questioning what life is and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't think you'd miss out on it by by taking the the monsters out. There's some very good set pieces with them, but if it's going to stop you from playing the game, just yeah. don't do it you know play it without them um 
Amnesia as well, I've already mentioned. Visage, Carrion, Lamentum. Carrion and Lamentum are like 8-bit pixel ones, but they're like some of my favourite ones because they're just silly. They're just yeah. really silly. Uh, Lamentum is very Lovecraft and playing as a little like 8-bit man, like doo-doo-doo, um, taking down horrible monsters is great. Um, Resi 7 and 8 as big ones as well. Um, brilliant set pieces. The Baby's one of my favourite ones from recent years, which I made you play, Dave. Yes. <laughs> um, God, and that then- was horrible. There's, there's stuff like your, your Mundorns as well, where it's just experimental, Insane Mind. There's so many fun little narrative horror games that are, are well worth trying out. And I don't think I have a moment where I, I think I was outrageously scared other than watching Dead Space with my dad because I was too scared to play it when it originally came out. I watched him play it and the first necromorph that got up from the ground and came running at him. And then you've got like this sequence as you're going through where everyone's being splatted. That's stuck with me for years. Mm. I love it. So I'd say for me, probably most scared I've been is in the Resident Evil remake, the first Mm. game remake, um, when the Crimson Heads first appear. For some context, the Crimson Heads are uh, zombies which you've killed, but if you don't burn their corpse, they come back to life later on in the game and they're more aggressive, they're faster, they're more creepy, and they are terrible. The first time I encountered one of them, I could not play the game anymore when I... I think I played that when I was a, a teenager. Um... And that's and Resident Evil remake's probably my favourite horror game ever made. Um, but in recent years, gotta say Alien Isolation. Yeah. I played that with my mate Liam and we played it a couple of months ago and the amount I screamed at it involuntarily, I haven't had that sort of terror in a game in so many years. So I've got to give a shout out to Alien Isolation. And for a recommendation for those who want to get into horror, I would actually recommend, I don't mean to sound like a Resident Evil fan or anything, but I would recommend Resident Evil 2 Remake because I think that's a perfect balance of introducing you to spooky sound design. I mean, it's just a phenomenal game. Like, it's just a fantastic game, um, but it's got brilliant uh, sound design in it. It's got brilliant zombie mechanics and the way they animate the movements. When you do feel you're getting a bit comfortable with it, they throw in Mr. X to give you that terror again. It's got brilliant gameplays and really good fun puzzles. So I think if you want to get into horror, but you don't want the immediate, like, you know, super duper scary, spooky stuff, then I'd say Resident Evil 2 Remake's got a really good balance of incredibly fun game and, hey, it's a horror game. You're going to get a bit spooked. Woo! Dave? I don't feel I can answer this particularly particularly well. I think, I think as we've said at length, the most scared I've ever been, I think, was um, playing... Rush, it was playing Rush of Blood in VR. I mean, I literally played that for as long as I... You, you haven't even spoke about VR experiences. <laughs> you've seen the, ah! I literally played that for as long as the video is, um, which you can watch. That's as much as I've played. And and, it, and it's, you know, it's a completely different kind of horror because it's, it's very um, blatant and, you know, it's not, it's not subtle at all. And, um, and I think the reason I hated it so much is because there was no. Uh, if you've ever watched me play a horror game, I tend to like to go at my own pace. Yeah. You know, Rob said earlier about being one of the difficulties with being with playing horror is that you have to be complicit. And if I'm playing a horror game, I will go. I like to go very slowly and open the door when I'm ready and assume there's going to be something horrible there. Whereas Rush of Blood is on rails; there is no stopping it. It's and I found that just like having zero control about the things that were going to get in my face as well as it being you know much more like realistic in terms of like you feel like you are in this place because everything has a sense of scale everything's massive and horrible and unlike in 
traditional games, I suppose, you know, things suddenly can be very close to your face. They can be behind you. It plays with sound in lots of ways, but in a way that I know other horror games do this, but in, in a way that's just, it's, um, it's just so real. It's just so visceral and real. And it, and it's one of those horror games where it doesn't bother with rules about physics or anything, you know, it'll just, it'll just spawn something right in your face. Mm. It doesn't care. It doesn't care if <laughs> that wasn't there a minute ago. Screw you. Be very, very scared. So that's probably the most scared I've ever been. Um, I'm not sure which game. I think probably the game, the 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 horror game, the like straight up horror game that I've enjoyed the most probably is Resident Evil 2 remake as well. I also got too scared, Rosie, of Resident Evil remake when the Crimson Heads. I Mm. played that. I was really enjoying it whilst being really scared, and then I had to stop when the Crimson Heads. The beauty of the first again, like with the original when they brought the hunter in with the remake, they were like, you know, you're the hunter's coming, but do you know this is coming? It's oh, well, I I didn't know because I never played the first game, and uh, I was I I was thirty something when I Mm. played that, and I had to stop. So I've not got any further than the Crimson Heads. That's enough for me. But Resident Evil Two, I did really enjoy. I think that I think that the the everything you said, and I think that it makes you feel a little bit more capable. Yeah. Um, it, then some of these other games, uh, I would love to play Alien Isolation, but as I said, like the whole idea of that is that you're kind of running away. Whereas in Resident Evil, you're mostly Resident Evil Two Remake, you're mostly capable, apart from the misdirect section. But that is just a big puzzle, and so I was just able to focus on like this is just a big puzzle to be solved, and I just keep running away from him. I'm not supposed to fight him, you know. I like knowing the rules. I liked understanding the rules of engagement. A, you could also take down Mr. X if you wanted to, but that takes a lot of bullets and right. ammo. So that's again, it's the risk on do you want to stop Mr. X from chasing you for a bit? I mean, not throughout the whole game. He just pauses for a moment. Or do you take the risk and then, like you say, do the puzzle whilst being chased around? Yeah. But I think if that that was probably the most fun I've had in a horror game and a straight up horror game. And if I was going to recommend a game, it would probably be that one since I enjoyed it the most. So, yeah, that's two votes. Woo, for Resident go Evil Resident 2 Evil remake. 2 Remake. I'll what chuck a, a vote in. I'll chuck a vote in for sure. I love the Resi series. Yeah. I, there you go. Thanks. So we've had one from a, yeah. the official, that <laughs> official vote there. What about you, Rob? I think the most scared I've been, uh, I mean, everyone's mentioned Alien Isolation already, but it's it's so oppressively terrifying all the time Mm. because even when the alien's not there you think it could be there's just a constant atmosphere of dread in that game and i remember well dave's already mentioned the story of when we first played it when it was first revealed um later that year we played it again at e3 um and when you're playing games at these when it's your job to play the game you can't just be like, nope, I'm not going to play it. I had an appointment to play it. I had to play it. And then we had to make a video to tell everyone about the game. Um, and so I had to play through this little demo section of Alien Isolation in a very noisy, well-lit booth at E3 with like, you know, you could hear the the pumping music from the other stands <laughs> around the corner. Just, and it was like, E3. And even then with headphones on, just, it was absolutely terrifying. And it got to a point where I knew where I had to go and the alien was in the area and I just broke. And I was like, well, I can't, I can't do this. And so I just, my, I made my character get up and just ran. I just ran towards the xenomorph. <laughs> it's like, take me! <laughs> just end it. And I think that's what I'd do in real life. If I was in that situation in real life, I'd yeah. just be like, I can't, I can't. I'd literally rather die, <laughs> I think, than have to it's face dark. up 
uh, having to do this. Well, it's the anticipation, isn't it? You're yeah. like, I know I'm going to die. I don't. Why am I'm feeling like I'm going to die? Any? Why yeah. don't I just make it on yeah. my terms? Exactly. <laughs> That's the only. It's just that thing about control again, isn't it? That's the only way I could I could control the situation was by running towards the xenomorph because it couldn't it couldn't surprise me. I could yep. see it. Uh, <laughs> I knew it what it was going to do, and so I surprised it. I was like, "Hello, I'm here." But yeah. even then, I eat my face. I found just quickly with the with the xenomorph. Even if you do run towards it, it has a phase where it fully stares at you for a bit. So even if you are running towards it, it can look at you and then suddenly jump. So oh. even though you know you're going to die, I had it before where I was hiding under a table and it was looking at me from a distance. I was like, "Oh, it's fine. I'm from a distance. It can't see me." And it just stared for a bit. And then it just charged, and I was like, so even when you are running towards it, it, it still taunts with you even then. Just you saying that has made my heart yeah. speed up yeah. a little bit. Oh, it was, horrible. It was yeah. horrible. I fully screamed at that moment. Also, giant frostbite spiders in Skyrim VR. Oh, God. Yes. Very scary. Absolutely counts. Very scary, because you get to see how big they really are. <laughs> They're big. Ooh. And they also move um, unnaturally quickly for mm. something so mm. large. Yeah. Oh my God, talking about large, I've been playing Absalov um, End of Gods recently as well, which is like a kind of Viking Norse horror game um, where you're kind of going through all the different realms. Like the gods are real, but they're all very spooky. Um, and you're, you're trying to restore this like ancient statue so that the the horrors of all the nine realms aren't breaking out into Midgard. And you go to Niflheim and there's it's full of ice giants, but they're the size of mountains. So as you go out, you just see one move slowly, like what looks like a mountainous background. You see one get up and move and walk across that look like just a pile of icicles. And you're like, oh, my God, <laughs> it's so good. Right, I'm going to end this section there because we have gone on a lot about horror games and as much as we could talk about it all day because I've written so many questions <laughs> uh, or as much as I could talk about it all day, we have to move on to more fun stuff. So let's take a look at comments of the week. It's time to sing, guys. Come on. Which way around? Which way around? Where do you want to start? I'll go. Yeah? Oh, well, and then it goes to Rob next or me next? Okay, Rob. Rob's <laughs> <was> silent. silent. <laughs> He's getting ready. He's getting... <laughs> It's time. It's time. It's time. Oh, oh for God's sake. <laughs> I don't know why. Why is it surprising every time? <laughs> you know how it goes now. Well, wait. What well, did I do that wrong? I did it wrong. I came in when you were Again. <laughs> it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time. For comments, comments of the week. week. Very good. Yeah. Wow, that was almost too good. Nice. We we're did one. better at this, I think. Gosh, it is time for comments of the week, baby. So uh, if you want to have a comment of the week on our podcast, please send us a message on social media or on our YouTube channel or wherever you like, really, with hashtag pod squad and you will become part of the pod squad, which is the squad of pod listeners. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's very, very exclusive. Makes a lot of sense. So Crimson Tonight has used the hashtag pod squad and ended up on our list of messages to read well done <laughs> well done what have they got to say congratulations perfectly so they commented on your uh, Rocket League grand finale oh, guys oh god which was I on knew our, that was going to come up that was on our channel which is these pair getting absolutely battered by the community uh, you did score a goal you did score mm-hmm. a goal we scored more than one goal I scored loads wow, of goals wow that was a very game, aggressive loads. face Rob in yeah. the first game we were 4-2 up yeah with 22 yep. seconds to sorry, go sorry I was and thinking then... about the last one where you were 21-1 yeah. <laughs> Which was the actual finale. Yeah, I'm going to keep thinking about the first one. 
Well, we were four two up. What's what's this person got to say? <laughs> Just get it over with. They say rewatching Niels, which mm. was one of the players yes. that wasn't Rob or Dave. Rewatching Niels feels like I'm watching Bob Ross paint. There's a certain <laughs> level of art, and you just have to admire how effortless he makes it seem. Yeah, well, it turns out if if I was in a painting challenge with Bob Ross, I'd hate his guts. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I can imagine it was nice to watch from afar. No, Neil, Niels, uh, who was one of the team members in the finale who absolutely crushed us, has a, some sort of, uh, I don't know, he has some a gift. sort of understanding of Rocket League that I will never have. He has a gift. He does have a gift. Um, we've also got a comment from Rafa87, who says, VOD and Pod Squad, VOD, well VOD Squad being the video on demand squad. Um, after hearing Dave's impersonation of Rob, I propose you guys create a soundboard of each Access member, but it must be another member impersonating them. It wouldn't be fun if you got the actual member to record it. No, it needs to be another member doing an impersonation, <laughs> starting with Dave as Rob. Okay, well... We I've, actually had this idea. I know, well, this uh, this happened, didn't it? This happened, Rob, the other day in the stream, and, and Ash and Rosie were away, and you and I were streaming uh, Lego Builder's Journey, which I finished now, by the way. Loved Are it. you? Yeah, oh, nice. Loved it. And, um, he loves the journey Rob, <laughs> Rob did a soundboard of him, I think, as a joke, having listened to the podcast where I did the soundboard of you, and then uh, did an impression of Rosie out of the blue. I was going to say, Rob has so to do good. me. <laughs> Rob has to do me because it's spot on. It was so good. That, and then in that stream, you did do a few little bits, a little sound bites of Rosie, <laughs> and they were spot on. Yeah. We need to we need to hear them. In so the we've pod. got two covered. Yeah, go on then. You gonna do one? What? Wait, is it Dave as Rob? Yeah, first? you got to start with Rob. Oh, hello. Just no. seen Rob. Just <laughs> 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 seen Rob's face. Just seen how it reacts. <laughs> I don't know if you're carrying on. Is that it? I just went hello okay. and no. Um, I think that for, <laughs> covers your personality. <laughs> no, you <said laughs> absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. <laughs> 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 no, Dave, you need to be doing a pressure Sorry, on Rob. Yeah. Rob. Rob can't just be speaking. Uh, I can't remember how I did Rosie now. Um, uh, oh, um, Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 4! <laughs> I'm getting the platinum in Yakuza! <laughs> Actually, like a I'd, dragon! I'd say Yakuza, not Yakuza! Yakuza! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how many platinums I've got. Mm. 48. Is it 48 or 49? <laughs> Oh, Rosie. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Can, yeah, I can only do that part. Yeah, I, can, I, only, I say, can only do an impression of Rosie being excited. I can't do normal yeah, Rosie. There's about 90% more Rosie. Yeah. yeah. Other, unfortunately. <laughs> if I could also Retro do, games you know, is the best one. <laughs> <Yeah>. when, <laughs> Retro games. <laughs> and when Rosie comes into the office, invariably it's accompanied with a... <laughs> Rosie's little, you know, I'm here noises. <laughs> Rosie emoting. has arrived. She's emoting. Yeah. And you know, just sometimes you have to make a little noise. Do you not have it where just sometimes you're just like, yeah. no, yeah. <laughs> kind of. But this, I mean, so Rob and I have got our soundboards covered. Yeah. Who's? I mean, that means well, who's going to take who? Well, yeah. Who are you going to do? You, you guys have got to do me. I'm yet to be uh, done. Well, Ash and can't do Ash. herself. Ash right. is just going to do I old can. man voice. 
Well, <laughs> so I've got to do Dave. Dave and oh, I've Rob, got to don't do give her ideas. You're the old man voice. No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> one of those was Rob, but which one? <laughs> uh, I, I, I feel like you're like just impregnable as a, as a voice. I'm just a boring, average voice man. I don't have any sort of particular. <laughs> Tells I'm or, or I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm the boss. Yeah, there was I'm the boss. That I'm was really it. scared. <laughs> <laughs> These are just things I say, not how I say them. That was how you say I'm the boss. <laughs> I'm really scared. <laughs> I'm really scared. It's against my human rights. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it's yeah. against my human rights. Human rights, isn't it? I think the one you do is yeah. Yeah. Do I do that? What's that for? Yeah. yeah. When you're just unsure when you when say When someone yeah. asks yeah. you to do something and you don't know yeah. if you can do it or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that one oh, all God. the time. That's right. like okay. Dave for no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, you're right. And you got the ooh. That ooh. one as well. Oh, yeah. Ooh. ooh. Yeah, there's a little ooh. ooh. What's the ooh for? That's just you when you just thinking, say it. When you're noticing ooh. Ooh. There you go. That's all you got. Do I? I don't, yeah. I'm not aware of that one. Or if someone says something and you pick up on it, you just go, ooh. 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 Okay, wow. Like so that monkey. means that Rosie has to do an impression of Ash. Right. The easiest it, one. It can't just Freud. be a heinous West Midlands accent, <laughs> Rosie. Okay. We need more than that. Right. I'm Ash. <laughs> I'm a right. It's great. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was good. Um, what else do you say around the office? Nothing. I'm, Nothing. I'm, I'm silent. Oh, I'll tell you what, right? <laughs> that was. Oh, oh my god, it's so bad. <laughs> I'm trying to think of your meal deal order, and you're just like. Can I have? Can, <laughs> no, that's not it. Oh, West Country. Can I have? Can I have? I love a rap. <laughs> Can I have a rap? No, it's going. No, it's not going with the direction I want it to go. Okay, but I can be. I can do, do an impression of Ash looking at cat memes. <laughs> she just imitates the cat. <laughs> There's like a cat with a scrunchy face, and she just goes. <clears throat> I do snork a lot when I'm looking at cats. Well, that's enough of that. I think we did it. I think we did it. I think that was quite successful. Yeah. There's uh, content for a a soundboard. So um, Mark Sutton is also... No, sorry, Mark Hutton. Please excuse me, Mark Very different Marks. Woof. Um, has got a comment for you, Rob, um, which says, Vard Squad, Rob, I like the Suzuki Swift, said no person in the real world ever. It is a loathsome car. <laughs> Rob's face went from, oh, comment for me to, what did you just say? I don't really care, mate. I don't really care. <laughs> Why, oh. I can't imagine having such a strong opinion about the Suzuki Swift. I can't believe there's Get no person yourself, in the world. <laughs> Never said that. Surely the yeah. good people at Suzuki. Suzuki Swift is perfectly good car to drive around in Gran Turismo 7. Oh, there's a lot of caveats I've... that I kept getting added to that. <laughs> Poor old I've Suzuki just, Swift. I'd just... like to clarify, I've never owned or driven a Suzuki Swift Oh, so you don't life. like them that much. No. I if like anyone from GC7. Suzuki is listening, I uh, would be uh, welcome to the idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank I... you for your comment though, Mark. That was, yeah, that was nice, wasn't it? I just love... It is a loathsome car. It is a loathsome car. <laughs> so bad about it. Everybody knows. It. It's a loathsome car. Um, oh, gosh. Right. Okay. There's 
ah, there's a, there's a few left. So I'm just gonna. This is me putting my finger on the page and picking one. Uh, right, Georgia. Actually, you, you need to get, need to, get to, to the get... mic. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got Georgia J. Schoolson who says, "Time commitments and money aside, what is a hobby you've always wanted to start?" Oh God! Which hobby is, I've always wanted to start. It's a, this is a big question, but I feel like you know. Oh, it's too many, Georgia. Don't ask me this. <laughs> I'm realizing how important time is and how little I have. I've always wanted to learn a martial art. Yes. Oh, okay, that's cool. No, Ever since I was a kid, a good I feel answer. like. Do you not already know one? I feel like you do. No, she just has a kick. I just copy, I copied moves from Tekken as a child. Right, that's so, what it is. I so. think you'd be. <laughs> I, I have no point of reference for this, but I just feel like you'd be extremely that Rosie good. Rosie was definitely good. Like all the amount of times you just look at Rosie in the corner and she's stretching and in like you know, folding, folding herself into impossible positions. You'd definitely be good at a martial yeah. art. Yeah, for I sure. did uh, MMA for a few weeks. Um, and then they stopped. I did taekwondo at school, which was a free class for a bit, but that was a trial and not enough students went. So then they quit. So every time I've tried to do one, it's been like, you know, very shortly like cut off. But when I did MMA, I had an absolute blast. Um, but I would love to fully study a martial art. Is M- MMA what they do in the UFC? Uh, yes, mixed martial arts. Yeah. Oh my God, Rosie! Imagine you as a UFC that? fighter. I was a great. It was myself and two of my friends went, and in they they like divided the the sort of like lesson. Well, not the, the but so we're all together. But they divided us into groups from male and then female. Um, and there was me and my two friends, and everyone else was like you know. Um, older ladies who were looking forward to some fitness and myself and my friends were <laughs> really into it. I was looking forward it. to violence. Well, we were really into it. So they did a thing whenever they were like putting us in a, in a choke position or something with your legs, you know, you have to tap the floor if it's enough. And yeah. the teacher was like, if my friend was practicing it on me, they'd be like, tap the floor, tap the floor. And I was like, no, I'm not letting my friend think that they're baiting me. And then, so we were fully like getting really competitive with it, but it was brilliant. <laughs> Wow. Unfortunately, my friends are dead now. Uh, <laughs> but, but we had a good time. No, we had I a think great time. I had a good time. There was I that bested one them in combat. The, the one who got the part of Maid Marion in Robin Hood. <laughs> oh, yeah. Excuse me, Maid Marilyn. Maid, Maid Marilyn, Marilyn yeah. yeah, that's right. But, but whenever uh, there was like a lady who didn't know myself or my friends, they'd be like, oh, hello. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they were all super lovely, had a great time. But I'm yes. going to tap now. I'm just going to tap now. Yeah, they were like, tap, tap, Hello. tap. <laughs> tap, 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 tap. <laughs> oh, it was great fun. I think uh, for me, uh, if I was, I would just like to do more music stuff, which is something I used to do. It's not really a new hobby, um, but I just don't have a lot of time for it. And I do miss playing my music, playing my music. Playing your tune. Having a jam. My, having a jam, you know, going to Doing a, gig. a gig. Come on, like, let's all just relax. But uh, no, that, uh, the other thing is I have considered several times is going to night school to learn. Another... To learn how to be a knight. No, that's, <laughs> a, I, I didn't know that was a thing, Ash. I'm up for that as well. That sounds good. No, to learn another language. I, I did an A-level in French and so I, I really miss that as well. But the thing is I never had the confidence to speak French I remember in France. when we did that Remember that cycle trip that we didn't cycle? We were in the van. We? Going back from Gamescom. <laughs> that was French right then, sorry. <laughs> going back from Gamescom, um, and we were going through those French villages, and we had to we had to go into like a pub to try and see if they'd give us some water, and I didn't know how to ask. And Dave 
told me how I could ask for water in French. I, so was, very, I was very impressed by that's how, French. That's how, how do, advanced. Come on, how, how do you ask for water in French? Oh, je m'appelle l'eau, s'il vous plaît. My name is water. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. I would like to, to do that. That would be something I do with more time. That would be good. What about you, Rob? Um, I don't know. What the, the hobbies that I want to start invariably, I, I, I do start them and then don't go very far with them like a a hobby i I like i like stargazing and i have a telescope and occasionally on a nice dark night i'll go outside and i'll set my telescope up and i like the thought of that you don't go out at night with it like and that there's other times (laughs) (laughs) it has to be a perfect night It has to be one of those nice deep clear dark nights Um, and i'm lucky enough to live in a place that is inside like a a dark sky hotspot. And so I do get some really nice night skies. There was a, in 2020, there was um, a comet. I don't know if everyone, I think it was called Neowise that was visible for a week in the sky. You could see it with the naked eye and through a telescope, it looked amazing. And I enjoy doing that. And I enjoy hiking as well. Those are my hobbies. (laughs) (laughs) They're good hobbies. Very interesting, man. Can I go back and throw in photography? I love photography as well. I don't do it very much. If I go on holiday, I always take loads and loads and loads of pictures and I love like experimenting with it. I'd love to do more with that as well. Well, if you're going back, I want to say I want to pick up drawing again because I used to do lots of art and drawing and I haven't done it for ages. What kind? What style? What's your media? Um, A mix, really, depending on what I was drawing. I um, MMA. Mixed media art. <laughs> Mixed media art. I did um I really like doing pencil drawings with shading and I was really happy when once I drew a picture of Clank and then Insomniac Games retweeted it. Oh wow. And that was when I was like, oh my god, oh my god. Um and I like trying to draw cartoons. Um, so it, again it just depends on what mood I'm in for the moment. But I used to do it a lot, like after uh, when I worked in retail after work, I used to then come home, play a game, or do drawing. But nowadays, it's just come oh, that home. Sounds and so nice. I know. But then, then nowadays, I'm just like, I'm gonna play a video game. <laughs> so I need, I need to get back into drawing. Not because you're competitive and you need those platinums, though. No, just, yeah, nothing to I'm do with not that. competitive. You no. know. This. How about you, Ash? Ooh, I don't know. Come there's on. so many things out there. So like, I know there's so much stuff. It's hard. I've had various hobbies. Um, Throughout the years. Well, like I used to like painting tiny canvases. Um, and I'd like to get back to doing that. And cross-stitching. Like I've done some cross-stitch pe- pe- peaches. Cross-stitch pieces that I've then like framed and put on my wall and stuff. So I've made some little bit, bits of art for my house. Um, I do hoop and pole at the moment. But like it's just finding the time for that is hard. Making myself stretchy is hard. Like yeah. coming at it as someone who hasn't done a lot of fitness before and then trying to wrangle yourself around a hoop is hard. But I'm enjoying it, and I'm and like mo- most things. If I want to try it, I will. I will give it a go. It's just like Rob says, keeping up with it. Um, I don't know outside of that. I think I would like to sleep more. Oh, I like sleeping. Yeah, I think I would like to just sit very still more. It's, <laughs> it's great hobby. that you. If there's something you want to do, you do it. I'm the opposite. I'm so like I find so many barriers to everything I want to do. <laughs> I wish I was. I wish I did more. For me, it's nice. just time. Just yeah. Yeah, it's just the time. It's I was time. thinking as well though, we because we talked about it in the office before, but I do think we should pick up on it. We should have a badminton session. Oh yeah. I used to I used to play badminton and I loved it. And then I remember oh, when I joined no. you guys were talking about badminton. I said, Yes, oh, oh my gosh. Something we, we can just be do competitive doubles. about. Do you like badminton, Ash? 
I like badminton. It's one of the few yeah. sports I actually play with Let's my dad. Let's do doubles. Well, this doubles. Was in badminton. Yeah. Doubles badminton. Okay. Yeah. Prepare to die. You could do not Oh, team. you want Imagine to see me at those net shots. <laughs> Imagine doing a live stream of it. Not live oh. stream. No, we're not it's live streaming it. Yeah. We're making content. It's Winner for fun. Really <laughs> not, not everything on. should be yeah. content. Private badminton session. Private yeah. Badminton. Um, yeah. Badminton and uh, frisbee, which we call spinner, is the two that me and my dad play. <laughs> <laughs> I play frisbee spinner. as well. Yeah. 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 Frisbee's good. Yeah. Frisbee's good. Um, well, that's a hobby I want to work on playing ultimate frisbee. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Okay. I like gardening as well, which is a new one. Um, so, yeah, I'd like more time for that. But that's the end of comments of the week. So, we're going to move on to before we go, and then we will go as the title suggests. <laughs> Here we are. It's before we go section. <laughs> you know, for us, time hardly moved. <laughs> and for everyone else, time hardly, hardly moved. moved. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Welcome back. So with it, as this is the spooky podcast, I figured it'd be nice to finish off with a couple of spooky recommendations outside of gaming. Um, and I know oh, Rob... I've got, I've got yeah, one. Rob, this this is your moment because you've been talking to me this about it all week. This is my moment. <laughs> I don't know, I got that Martin scary. McCutcheon there. <laughs> but I've become obsessed recently, and I don't know why, because this is not like me at all, with The Uncanny Podcast by Danny Robbins, which was originally a BBC Radio 4 show, but you can also listen to it in, in podcast form on BBC Sounds and other various platforms. But it's just a bunch of stories about people who've experienced strange and paranormal things. And it is absolutely terrifying. I would not recommend listening to it at night or on your own i've been listening to it whilst out on my walks and the other weekend i was on a long ramble uh in the countryside and it was a bright sunny day about 12 o'clock in the afternoon and i was listening to this podcast and i just you know the chill i felt was extreme and i was in the middle of nowhere no one else was around and all of a sudden i I just felt very, very unnerved by it. Mm. Like I, I kept on having to look behind me. Like, you know, a, a scene that can seem idyllic and lovely and peaceful. Listening to this podcast, all of a sudden I was like, oh, God. Oh, God. Oh but God. I, yeah, have a listen to that. It's really, really good. And I've just become a bit obsessed with it. It's great. I don't. I, I really don't know whether to listen to it oh, or not do now. It. Oh, I really love it. podcasts. It's as a well, re- but... really, but all, as well as being scary, they're also really well presented, and the stories are fascinating. I find. I I uh, I really like podcasts, and I started listening recently to a podcast uh, on the. I think it was a BBC Sounds one, and it was uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it was about a famous poltergeist in London. Oh, the Battersea Poltergeist. The Battersea Poltergeist. That's by the same guy. Oh, right, well. He did the Battersea Poltergeist, and as part of that, people sent him in stories of their own experiences, and from that, he made Uncanny. Well, I was enjoying the Battersea Poltergeist, although I was a bit scared of it, and it, and if you haven't listened to that podcast, it's like it's like half investigative journalism and half reconstruction, so they have like actors kind of recreating scenes, because it's a true story, it's good, uh, or at least the experiences that they experienced were true. Whether or not there was a poltergeist is, you know, up for grabs. But I was listening to it. I, um, Have you I've finished it? Have to... you finished it, Dave? No, um, you will dis- discern why in a minute. I listened to probably two episodes of it, and uh, I think on my walk to work and my walk back from work, and then that night, this is the only time this has ever happened. Oh God! That night, 
I was in bed with my girlfriend. We were both like drifting off to sleep and she suddenly went, oh, what was that? And I, I went, what? And she went, something just, she was like, she had her back facing the wall. She was like, something just pressed really hard into my back. What the hell? And I was like, no, no, it didn't. I was like, no, it didn't. You just imagined it. She was like, no, it was like a hand just pressed really oh, hard. And God, like, oh, God. No, gosh. no, And then I had no. to stop listening to that uh, podcast. I was like, well, I can't listen to a podcast about poltergeists because maybe I'm making them real. Are you in a haunted house? No, no. I'm not in a haunted Ooh. house. There's oh. nothing else that's ever happened. How long ago was that? That you've seen? That was like, I don't know, four months ago. Oh, three okay. months so and then nothing else has happened since. Nothing that you've else. seen. Nothing that. else has happened since. You've Thank you. You've a haunted house. No, it's you not live haunted. in a haunted house. No. No, no, Ash, seriously no. though, Ash, you have got to listen to both the Batsy Poltergeist and Uncanny. Yeah, I, you, I, I you'll love them. I will, I will. I am going to listen to them. Um, another good BBC Sounds one is The Sink, which is like a spooky, weird, like kind of comedy horror about people who go into their dreams. Um, but yeah, th- those are ones that are definitely on my radar. I'm finishing off like season 17 of the No Sleep podcast at the moment, which is like proper hammy horror. Season 17? I love it. I love no, the No Sleep forum. I, I've frequented for like a decade. I love it so much. It's just great for like writers to just put out random stories that are like experimental and funny and scary. And the No Sleep the No Sleep podcast is the like progression of that where they make them into spoken word like audio blogs and oh, it's just it's so good like some of them are really like really chilling like really just like personal stories they're all from like a first person perspective as if someone's telling like an audio log um and some of them are got lo- have got loads of actors in um and some of them are like i say really hammy where it's like funny like um like you know they they goof it up a lot there's there was one really really good one which stuck with me recently about a woman who went wanted to go to this this cliff face um in the woods like a big cliff in the woods with a waterfall with a boyfriend because her grandparents saw a ghost there when they were younger and if you see this ghost it means you're in love like you're in true love if the banshee screams then that's because she's so jealous of your love that it's like it's gonna last <laughs> how romantic <laughs> yeah <laughs> i know oh, all right i know it's a bit of a weird one um but like it was it was it's played out very romantically and they're like haha yes it's a bit spooky but like if you see the banshee if you hear the scream then you're destined to get married um and spoilers for this story because i'm just gonna tell you what happens but like she the the way that the they they narrate it is just so so good because she goes to the woods and she's looking for the banshee the whole time because she wants to be, it to be it with her boyfriend. And in the end, she um she ends up going into she ends up seeing it, and it kind of twists the whole world around. And she gets confused and it's at the top of the cliff and jumps off um because of like in her mind she's somewhere else. And she realizes as she's falling and she falls into the bottom of the thing that the banshee has done all this. And she cracks her back on the rocks and falls into the pool. And her boyfriend finds her, but like it t- pulls out the banshee instead who's taken her place uh, and the one thing that she can do while she's stuck with a broken back at the bottom of this pool is scream the banshee scream uh, so it the, passes on each time uh, yeah so this woman and her boyfriend have just gone off and are like oh we've just got the banshee we're scream love, we're gonna yeah. get married that's very good it's, it, oh. it's such a good story um but yeah listen to that listen to the no sleep podcast the way the narrator as well because it's beautiful rosie have you got any horror wrecks um not at the moment, really. I mean, the last thing I sort of probably did horror-related was I played Silent Hill on PS1 yes. <laughs> in a Halloween last year, and I played Alien Isolation. But since then, 
I haven't really delved much into horror. It is April. It's fine. I think the only like, thing, <laughs> I mean, it's not really a recommendation, but I've brought um, the Berserk Deluxe uh, uh, mangas, yes. which are big, chonky deluxe. books. Deluxe. Yeah, deluxe. Yeah, deluxe. Deluxe. Please. Deluxe. <laughs> I, well, I brought those and I'm super excited to read them because I've heard that they've really influenced a lot of horror and just media in general. So I'm really excited to see the origins of a lot of this influence. And I've heard it's just brilliant anyway. So yeah. So that's I, my little thing. I've yet to read. I bought that recently as well because I was like, oh, a bargain. And uh, I'm yet to read it, but it's on my shelf and I keep looking at it like, you're next, you're next. I know. It's one of those books where I think, oh, I can't really take it with me because it's so big so yeah. i'm looking forward to like nestling in bed and then being like big book open the tome the the thing the grimoire <laughs> <laughs> the thing right okay everyone that was before we go which means that sadly it is time we go so if you want to keep up with playstation access we're available on youtube every day of the week so please come and join us there we have streams every monday and thursday on tuesday we have a store update uh wednesdays and fridays are, are like special feature days Ooh. Ooh. whether they be previews or friday features which are like list breakdowns it's all good for over there we just have a nice time so if you want to come join us there we would be very happy to welcome you and would would we just like it we would just like it (laughs) (laughs) sold yeah thank you so much for listening this has been episode three of the playstation access podcast the official podcast of playstation uk and we'll be back in two weeks time with another hour-long ramble about fun stuff in gaming we'll see you then Bye. bye bye So much crap chat. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Sorry for that Hershey's. Someone wrote my phone number on a toilet. Why? Wall. For a joke. At school? No, at university. Ah. Did you get any calls? Yes, that's how I found out. Oh my God. (laughs) Who called you? I don't know. (laughs) I got text messages, which I think is maybe worse. (laughs) What did they say? They basically just said, lol. And I was like, what, who's this? And they were like, oh, it was just like, it was like that. It was nothing uh, sexy about it. It was just like, <laughs> oh, eventually got to the bottom of it. Like just found your number in the toilets on the fifth floor or whatever. Well, that's nice that someone actually told you. Yeah. Nice yeah. they messaged. Like, that's true. Yeah. Lol. Nice they reached out. I would not have the, you know, the confidence to, to, to contact a number that I'd found graffitied in some toilets because of what it fits, you know. A hacker. The a virus. What if it is someone who's genuine? <laughs> what if it's an actual mad person who's genuinely left their number in the toilets waiting for someone to contact them and then... That's a really rough way of bit? going about You've their still business. Got a lot of, you know, there's still a lot of opportunities to not get murdered by a mad person if that's what you're thinking about. Yeah. PlayStation.